Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have long struggled with the idea that certain people are fated for certain things. Some will say about their work, their careers, or hobbies, that they were, they were just born to do this. Uh, born to do this, that, or the other thing, right? Others were say that, will say that they were uh, made to live in one place or another. Some will say that they were somehow preordained to be friends with one person or another. Growing up in a college town, I often heard romanticized stories about how some students just knew that ours was the perfect school for them from the moment they set foot on campus. It was just meant to be. As for me, I typically find myself seeing the good and bad in most things. I have more of a, it could be good, it could be bad, outlook when it comes to things like work, relationships, and where we end up in the world. There have been a lot of great things about most of the places that I have lived. I can still appreciate those things years after I have moved on. Yet all of their place, those places have their downsides too. Montana, as we all know, can be quite idyllic. But traveling in and out of here can burn a hole in your pocket much faster than areas with more affordable travel. Where we lived in Indiana had much better access to airports in Chicago, but it also had the much higher rates of traffic and pollution. I was glad to leave that that behind. And don't get me started about where we last lived in Iowa. (laughs) Just kidding for all my (laughs) Iowa friends and family. At risk of sounding boastful, I think I'm an okay pastor and have indeed been called to live out my vocation as a minister of word and sacrament in our church. However, this is not to say that I am fated to only be a pastor. There are lots of other things that I'm sure I could do a decent job of as well. Most of us, I would say, are made to do more than just one thing, have more than just one person that they relate to, and are able to survive and thrive in more than one place. God gives us varied abilities and interests, and it is always a question of discernment as to how we will choose to live them out in our lives. I share this to question whether we are really destined for the things that seem to come together for us, or whether God molds us for the various moments that we move through in our life. I was listening to a podcast recently in which the guest said that a person is a process. A person is a process. I really like that way of thinking. We are not static individuals molded to be one way or another, but rather are processes that are constantly being influenced, drawn on, stressed out, 
celebrated, relaxed, and everything else that makes us the complex people that we are. A person is a process that is at various stages a student, other times a teacher, a leader, a follower, a hermit, the life of the party, and everything in between. A person is a process who is simultaneously called inward to a deeply personal faith in our Creator, while at the same time sent out, sent out to the world at large that needs to hear about that faith, and especially needs to hear about the goodness of that Creator. A person is a process who is called by God to care for others all the time in whatever ways are needed, while at the same time needing the care of others in return. A person is a process who constantly comes up short, fails to make the grade, as they say, while at the same time is repeatedly being forgiven and redeemed in the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We were never intended to be made for just one thing in a static, preformed kind of way. God is perpetually moving in our world and is constantly working on us all the time. The fact that people are processes is perhaps represented by the life and witness of Abraham more than any other biblical figure. Before he was called, we know very little about the man from the area of Haran in northern Mesopotamia, what is today southeastern Turkey. Another part of Genesis says that he was also from further east in the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. At first, Abraham was simply an old man from the ancient world. Some might say that Abraham was destined for great things, but I kind of disagree with that assessment. He was a process, like everyone else. God entered that process and made great things happen through, him, through Abraham. But I do not believe that Abraham was born as an exemplar of faith and morality. Instead, God worked through his foibles, follies, and foolhardiness to do amazing things through him nearly in spite of him. I do not think Abraham's witness was one of a faded hero of faith who was called into action, but rather an example of how God is truly faithful to the called, no matter what. Abraham entered the story by leaving everything, uh, everything behind and starting over at the you know, fresh young age of 75. Can you imagine starting a new business, finding a new home, leading a new clan or tribal group beginning in your mid-70s? Judging by the fact that many of you retired before then, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Seems like a crazy time of life to start over completely. But that is when God chose to call Abraham away from his homeland to start over anew in the promised land. Abraham was faithful to this call to leave home behind. He apparently knew that he was a process and as such trusted the Lord when he was told by God that this process needed to continue elsewhere. 
However, this is where Abraham's heroics of faith basically end. As we've been studying in our Sunday morning group uh, in Bible study of Genesis, Abraham would pass off his wife as his sister so that other men could take her but spare his life. He nearly gave away his claims to the promised land to his nephew Lot, and he ended up fathering a child with his wife's slave because he was impatient with the Lord's timing. I would say that this is hardly an example worth following. If anyone starts wearing a, a what would Abraham do, a WWAD bracelet, what would Abraham do instead of a what would Jesus do bracelet, I would have serious questions about what they're getting at. Would they be praising Abraham's cowardice in the face of kings? Would they be aspiring to throw away the Lord's promises to appease younger relatives? Would the what would Abraham do wearer be planning on participating in human trafficking and sexual abuse? All of those are on the table when thinking about the biblical example that Abraham set for us. The power of God calling and using a work in progress like Abraham is in how God proves faithful to the flawed. Abraham did follow the Lord's command that he go from his homeland and settle in Canaan. But that is pretty much where the righteousness of his witness to us ends. Instead, we see in the life of Abraham that God is indeed faithful to the flawed, forgiving to those who need forgiveness, beneficent to the broken, and loving to those unworthy of it. Abraham did not earn the Lord's favor, but received it anyway. Abraham did not merit God's goodness, but was blessed with it in spite of himself. Abraham did not live a life of blameless virtue and bravery, but shows us that God can be and is faithful to even the most spineless coward among us. It was God's faithfulness that reformed Abraham into the father of a multitude of nations. Abraham was indeed a process, a work in progress, and even a work in regress. Yet it was the faithfulness of God that moved him to where he needed to be, provided for him and his family in moments of poverty, blessed him and Sarah with the miraculous birth of Isaac at far too old of an age for such a thing, and spared Isaac's life on the altar when necessary. The life and witness of Abraham is a story of journeying where the Lord leads. It is a profound example of how God is faithful to the flawed and reforms us as needed no matter how old or how young you may be. I encourage us all in this time of Lent to reflect on how God has been faithful in our lives to remake, reform, and renew us for various moments along the way. How has God been faithful to you in spite of your flaws? How has God worked beyond your imperfections to bring you to betterment? How might God be using you in new ways today?
And where might God be leading you in the future, no matter your age? After all, if God was faithful even to Abraham, Abraham, imagine how much more God can prove faithful in your life. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.